Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Vince Brown Show. Starring me, your host, David, Vince Brown, and family, we have a very, very special guest in the house tonight. My brother has decided to make his way down to see me. This man been trying to hit me up. Vince, get me on the podcast. Vince, get me on the podcast. Yeah. Vince. When am I gonna be on the podcast? I'm not gonna lie, I was slipping for a while. <laughs> that's all. That's on me. You know we all slip. But my brother, my brother, introduce yourself to the good people. What's going on, everybody? My name's uh, Christian Bell. Uh, I'm from originally. I grew up in Stafford Spotsy area. Right, right. Uh, decided to make the move out to Southwest Virginia, out towards Roanoke, uh, for crew to pursue my career in law enforcement. Um, that's been going well, as well as it can be. But um, yeah, bro, I met. Shit, I met you were playing ball on the field. Yeah, I mean, that's literally what that's, it was. That's that's how it happened. Yeah. Like shit, when it was, when it was me, you, MJ, Sean, everybody was out there wild and yeah. cool. And so everybody had games every weekend when we were out there, bro. We was like, every damn Sunday. If it wasn't yeah. a Sunday, it was a Saturday. Saturday, Saturday Sunday. It was lacing up. What you doing? Oh, you you nothing on the field, bro. That's, bro, that's y'all cool. stayed on that field longer than I did. Hell. <laughs> After after I got to work and loading boxes, my body was tired. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, y'all, y'all, I'm not gonna hold you, man. It's, y'all hit like y'all got to clock in on Monday. So I was just, <laughs> I was going to work and limping. I was like, I ain't got time for all this shit. I just ain't got time for it. <laughs> That's what it was. Time flies, bro. It seems like, it seems like one, but a year ago we was out there playing ball every Sunday. Bad thing is, I was gonna ask you, did you do you still go out there every time and every time and again? Do you still strap up the cleats um, as you? Well, every, being there, every time I come up here and visit, it's always on the weekends that I come up. Right. Um, so they never have much going on, but I know for a fact they always got the Thanksgiving game. MJ just always. told me recently that they do Thanksgiving game every year, no doubt. Every every so single year. I'll be off Thanksgiving, so I'll tell them I'll be up here first thing in the morning. Whether I'm leaving straight from um, back in Bedford where I work now, right. coming up here in the morning, I was like, I'll sacrifice to sleep. I haven't played. I haven't listened to police in forever. I still got it in my trunk. They still sitting oh, there. Oh, so you ready, ready? I'm always ready. Bad thing is, I still got mine in the trunk exactly. too. Exactly. You never, it's just, you never it's just know. Just a habit. You just you walk. You know, you're just chilling at work, and then or just driving somewhere, and some kids want to lace up. It's yeah. like, you know, I got you. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm walking. Yep, absolutely. Bro. Stay with me. My brother then went from the fields to the forts. Boy, I'm mm-hmm. proud of you. Proud of you. Glad to see you doing well. Yeah, bro. Let me tell you something. So, I have to ask you this. Okay. You said you said as well as this can be going. With all the craziness and the mess going on, how has cop life been treating you, my brother? You as an Me, individual. I'm fortunate enough to where I moved to a community unknowingly right. um, that they were they love law enforcement there and military. It's a really? big it's a big proud it's a big county and it's a proud county. And I'm fortunate to have that um, before I lived in when I lived in Roanoke, um, those people who aren't familiar with uh, Roanoke, especially downtown Roanoke, it's just a bigger version of downtown Franklin. It's the same really? kind of people. Yeah, it's the same kind of people. It's a hot spot on the weekends for people to go out and have, and have fun and whatnot. It has its craziness, has its drugs, has its gangs. Right. A um, little more hectic in terms of the drugs and gangs out there. But it's the same type of people that were from downtown Frenchburg. So moving over there was easy to interact with people because, you know, I grew up around here. So right. I'm going out there, you know. First look, they're gonna look at me as always another basic white boy, and they start talking. You, to me. you are far from it. <laughs> you, you, you are far from yeah, it. You know, and that's what we were saying before we cut the mics on and all that stuff is to getting to know you from the field and, and 
how open you were and and really the, the genuineness yeah. that you bring to the people around you it's like to be interacting with a community a lot of people look to shut out the people of that same community but it's like if you are a, a servant of the community looking to protect and serve and looking to really look out and help people mm-hmm. you can't just close off the people that yeah. are around you nah. So you bringing that personality into play, well, that's a whole game changer. Like that makes people look at law enforcement a different type of way. If they meet you, if they meet Officer Bell out there, yeah. Yeah. you know, Officer Bell pretty cool, man. Yeah. He, he wasn't really stressing about too much. He didn't really come over trying to hassle me for too much. You know, if you if I gotta hassle you, I'm gonna hassle you. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not business, looking to do that. Business is done where business is done. Exactly. And people think that we're out to just section out and look for people of color it's right. like you know that's just in some areas you know it hurts to say but you know some areas 90% of what you're going to do with people that are of color right and so it's kind of like you know you're going to fault me for talking to someone that's black or whatever but it's like this the whole community mm-hmm. you know and it's, it sucks that we have black only communities and white only neighborhoods right uh, and notice how right. I say communities and neighborhoods right because you don't have a white community and you do but they're obvious as they wear capes and torches. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a whole different type of community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it sucks. But it, it's it's something that when I got into it, you know, I was thrown right into the fire. It was just, you know, I got into it knowing like I know where I came from. I know who I grew up with. Right. Obviously, not a, a lick of a racist bone in my body, but it's putting out there, you know, people don't know my name. People don't know who I am. I can't fault them for that. Right. And some people are easily tricked. They, so they, see, they see the color in the uniform, yeah. and it kind of flips the switch in their head yeah, to go straight know. to negativity. They might tense up a little bit. They get a little aggressive and defensive. Just yeah. to, like I said, unknowing you as a person, as an individual, and not knowing that you know I'm not here to hassle you. I'm trying yeah. to figure out what's going on. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out the situation. I'm not. I'm not here looking to start no problems. I don't want to. For real, for real, I don't want you to have no problems. But. Yeah. If, if it's something going down and I got to figure out, then I'm going to yeah. work to figure it out. It's pretty much, you know, it's an easy way to put it. Is I'm just here to handle business. You know right. what I'm saying? But I'm here to make it as smooth as quick as possible. Right. And whether it be something from a simple traffic violation all the way up to um, whatever you called it for, maybe you got something on you I don't know about. It's like, even if you do, I'm not going to flip the switch and everything unless you give me the reason to. Right. But albeit... Um, thing is, is like when you go up, when you even when like right now, if you pull, if you pull somebody over, you get out of the car. They know so much more about you. Just you get out of your car, they know about them. They know what color you are. They know already you a cop. They know where your gun is at. They know all kind of stuff. But you don't. I don't know any. You get all this, all this checklist being filled out before I even approach you right. the back of your car. Right. And so it's up to me to be like, you know, I'm gonna try to make this person, regardless of who it is, male, female. Uh, black, white, whatever, to make it feel comfortable, but understand like, hey, I'm here for a reason, and it's totally based on your behavior and everything I got to do on my end to, right, you know, continue this good relation. You know, there's a lot of people that know they mess up, and they come forth with it, and it's a, it's a, it's really smooth at the end of the day. Right. Um, but I think to look at a cop, regardless of where you at, and assume that this person is going to try to kill you, like. That's not the case. It's like you're making it harder on your community by assuming the worst out of me off jump. But I don't know you from Scott. You right. know what I'm saying so. Um, get I, I like to I like try to be around kids because that's when you're most impressionable. Like the kids out here playing today, mm-hmm. that's when they're most impressionable. You know, 
either I have kids run up to me and they wave at me and they smile because they know like their parents probably told them like these are you know good people is want to try to protect you and you got ones that I've seen just afraid to look at you right. like I'm the, I'm the creepy dude dressed as a clown you know what I'm saying right and because right. their parents or whoever is telling them that like you know we out to hurt them and all this other stuff I think I think the bad thing besides the the parents but it also comes along with the stigma because it's like we've seen in the news and you see scrolling through Facebook and on Instagram and there are always crazy chaotic situations that go on between law enforcement and people of whatever color whether it be black, white, uh, Spanish you know what I'm saying just crazy situations that go on that that picture is the main picture portrayed yeah. like and that's not the only situation yeah. with officers like you can have a whole good day mm. treating the community well you can have a whole you spent the whole day with the kids you was at the bake sale you was at the car wash but they won't see they that won't day see that. and they won't know mm. too much about that day yeah. but say one mistake goes wrong That's then you can't you can't avoid it you're posted all yeah. over the country and, you know and for a lot of people it's not even and i don't want to seem like i'm just crazed right conspiracy conspiracy theories but right um sometimes it's not their fault because the media is only going to put something out there that's just going to bring in the public so right. the, the, the news the news ain't going to show a cop you know on the side of the street um you know if they working in like a, a city area at a food truck right shooting the shit with um somebody they knew from school or you know shooting a few hoops with some kids those videos are out there right. but you gotta find them you gotta look for it yep. if you want something bad on the cop you can just damn near type in police and then like you're gonna see all this crazy stuff and the, and the first thing is gonna pop up is something negative most likely yeah and yep. you know and it's not saying that those negative videos aren't something the cop did wrong and as i was explaining to you before we started recording was that the 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 margin for error in law enforcement is slim to none right you know it's something that can go from you or this other person walking home, both going home, uh, relieving this situation in perfect health and condition to one or both people dying. Right. Um, and sometimes the minor accidents could lead to whoever you're dealing with, that person dying. Right. And even, and it's not just like something that could be avoided. Like it's a whole person's life you're in charge of. You know, it's not just um, forgetting to mark something down in your notes or something small that's going to be slapped on the wrist. Right. And people think that cops just get slaps on the wrist for for the sh uh, for the shit that goes down. That's not the case. It's it's handled. It's just not the way you want it to happen. Right. Um, and people have anger, and I understand that anger. And I don't. I never discouraged anybody last year from going on protest. Right. A, a protest, speaking your voice, I never had a problem with. It's whenever you decide to hurt your own community further by the looting and destroying shit to have by and attacking law enforcement. <clears throat> and I saw a video, I think it was from the riots in Charlotte, like in 2015, I think it was, 16, like that. Mm -hmm. And the dude was walking up, it was a black man walking up to a cops and getting hooks. Mm -hmm. And then other people in the back were like, you know, cussing him out, saying, you were fucking rat, you want that, you were opping all this other shit. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why? And he was like, these cops didn't kill. I think it was because a cop had killed somebody. Right. Um, and they were like, you know, this guy didn't kill, you know, him. And like, that's his fucking squad. And he was like, right. assuming this person has a badge and making him a murderer, just based on what he's wearing, is like them calling you a thug because you like to wear nice clothes yep. and sag your pants and all this other shit. Yep. And that spoke, that spoke heavy volumes. It's like, you know, I can drive in the worst places and just see somebody just 
dressed the way they dress, I can't assume that he a banger just because he wearing the shit he wearing. Right. Just, you know, and, you know, yeah, I'm a cop when you see me, but don't think that I'm just this racist asshole that just wants to kill black people because I'm a cop. Right. Like, I got into this line of work not to, I hope, I, I mean, I want to do this until I'm old. Right. Like, I want to do this forever. Right. If I can go my, my, my 20 plus years, never draw my pistol without, you know. That sounds like a perfect career right that, there. That like, sounds, yeah, that's I, beautiful. I, I had a wonderful time. Yeah. I've seen videos where cops were like, you know, on the back nine of their career last, you know, three, four years. Mm-hmm. And they get into a, um, a shootout. And he's like, the first time I ever draw, draw my weapon in my, in my line of work. Really? There's enough of them. And that's good. You know, it's, it's, it's good to not have those problems. But some cops, like, you know, like New York, Chicago, um, Florida, um, places like that, where it's, like, it's the norm. You right. Know? And it hurts to think that, you know, I know we had a... Um, an officer in um, Chicago recently just ambushed, wasn't even on the call, and they just Damn. killed her. And it was, it was hurt. It, it hurt to see that places like that. It's like seeing a war. You know, it's it's one uniform on another. And that's the I, I say that's the worst part about it because then that creates this vicious cycle. It's, it's gonna make things a lot worse before yes. it gets better. Because I yes. know this community, they, they want to just be able to do what they want and not to worry about the cops. But I get that. But you just out there just shooting cops because you mad at whatever you mad at as far as cops. It's like you're painting a bigger target on your back uh, in, a, in an area that's already not good as it is. You know, Chicago right. is a terrible place. And I give praise to any cop that signs that contract when they go over there. I hey, could, man, that's a whole different. You got to come <laughs> over there with some different type of mentality, some yeah. different type of shit with you. Because that's yeah. a whole different, like... That's a that's a third world country right there. They're ready to go to war is. at all times. And it's not and the shit that's going on with the cops out there is not due to a lack of trying. Either. They're right. trying to reach out to the community. It's just that they don't want it. So it's like, what do you want us to do? Like right. you don't you don't want us to help you. But the second something bad happens to you, what's the first number you call? You call nine one one. Call nine one one. And they always say, and I've seen these places since last year where they defunded the hell out of police, especially like Minneapolis, because that's where everything was popping off. Right. New York, all kind of places. And and people don't understand when you defund a department, not only are cops not getting paid, but your your funding for your labs and your forensics and your detectives are cut too. Right. So you're leaving three beat cops who are just working the street trying to work this murder or this whatever going on, and they don't have the resources and the money to bring in these um, ballistic uh, detect- or scientists and these forensic right. scientists and the detectives who are trained to um, interrogate and go through all different types of reports and whatnot to find out what's going on. So you just got a couple guys working the street on what is a humongous county in a busy county. And with that, and I've seen where they actually come back now and they're like, um, oh, bring it back, bring it back. Well, it's like you wanted us going. You got what you wanted. Right. Unfortunately, right. a lot of people lost their jobs. In the process, some of them got hurt, or even killed in the process. But you, you, we're gone now, and now you want us back. So what do you? So like, what do you want us to do? You know what I mean? We can only do but so much, and that whole department was under siege so fast. I'm talking about Minneapolis here. They were right, right. they were under siege so fast from one sour apple. You see what one sour apple does? Let's bring you back to my original point: the margin for error. So goddamn small That's right that right. not only is it going to erupt your community but the entire country was in damn near fireball right and the, just from one thing and it was the tipping point of already shaky um 
relations with predominantly black community and law enforcement. Um, and people say, like, oh, you need to get more black black cops on the force. And, you know, I agree with it mm, because at least you have some sort of, it's more of a relation method with me. Right. Because you have, like, even me, I can work in a black neighborhood. There's only so much I can really bring forward to the table and communicate and understand a black household or a black, you know, right. um, a cul-de-sac, whatever you want to say. Right. But if you got somebody who's from that street and who's from that area and understands everything, he's going to communicate and understand everything that's going on, and it's going to go a lot more smoothly. But it's not just a black thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, even, like, um, um, I'll like I know, like, Texas and, and, and California have a heavy... Uh, Latino presence in law enforcement because one the translation because mm-hmm. a lot of people out there don't they, yep. Hispanic don't speak English yep. and that's you have a, instead of that instead of that understanding barrier it does help brass it, it does help break that communication barrier because it it's does. easier to talk to like I said you know what's going on in the mm-hmm. households and that's kind of one of the things I was going to ask you is like due to the situation that we've been seeing mm-hmm. and it's I don't want to say it's slowed down this year because you don't see it as much. It's not portrayed as much in the media. Like I said, I don't know if nothing's happening. Maybe I'm just, you know, I haven't seen my news stories lately. But yeah. would you say that the situations, well, how in, in how would you say the situations last year affected the, the tensions that go on with being an officer? Like, after things started to happen, did you start to get some different look? Even the relationships that you have established of being the type of person you are, like, trying to get to that understanding, trying to get to that standpoint of going, y'all, listen, like, I'm just trying to help yeah. everybody. I'm trying to literally protect and serve, like, trying to yeah. make sure everybody's good. Would you say that those situations that happened last year kind of put more pressure on there, kind of put more attention it on It did, because not everybody from a law enforcement perspective mm-hmm. It's like everybody, if your senses were heightened already, they definitely are now. Right. Because now it's not so much of, oh, is this person going to fight and try to kill me? It's so much of like, I'm trying so hard to portray that I'm not this person that you're overthinking it. Right. So, um, some people are going to come off rip and, and, and assume the word. I've seen a video where this woman, woman attempted to pull over a car and he wouldn't pull over until he got to his house. Right. And that's usually, it's not good. But I get why he was doing it, but it's not good. Right. And his mom came out the house, and she was just already on the phone and cussing this, this officer out. And she's sit, just sitting there not saying a word, but right, she's just right. looking at her. And she's like, but the kid's over 18, so she's asking him questions. The mom's getting between them, so you don't need to talk to him. He's like, well, he's, a, he's over 18. Things are different now. I got to talk to him. Right. And then they're going back and forth. Explaining the whole story is going to take up the whole, the, whole, the whole shit here, but it's just that interaction right there was like something that didn't need to happen. Like this kid very well could have just got an easier day in court and maybe not even taken it at all mm-hmm. um, if things were just simmered down. I'm not saying you as your as a, as a mom can't come outside and check on your kid, right? Because at the end of the day, it's like your kid might be in trouble. But she was there assuming that this kid was being targeted as a gangbanger because she kept saying like, oh, he's an honor roll student, he ain't, ain't no bullshit, he go to college. Hey, like, that has nothing to do with the situation. Right. The kid on dash cam ran a stop sign. You saw it clear as day. Um, they don't take a rocket scientist to see that. Right. And that's why I'm here. I'm not about all this. I don't, you know, I was great that he's a smart kid, mm-hmm. you know, not saying because he's black, he can't be smart, but you're giving all his accolades and that's great, but it has nothing to do with this traffic violation. That's why I'm here. I still got to do my job. 
I don't know. This, I don't know this person. What color this person is until I'm right up on them, right. day or night. You right. can't. Sometimes you can tell if they're coming in front of you, but even then, it's like it has nothing to do with it. If you break the law, that's why I'm getting paid to do. That's why I signed to do to handle it. Even if it's some small traffic violation to someone trying to murder, rape, or kill somebody, like that's that's what I'm here to do. From small to big, right. I'm, I'm I'm to handle it just as seriously, no matter how it is. And I think some people. I think I, I think I think the line gets blurred. Like I said, even like I said, going back to another thing that we said before the mic cut on was mm -hmm. like going back to what we said is when you bring that personal bias of you as an individual mm -hmm. into your job, that's when things get murky. That's when things get violent. That's when situations get created because yeah. if you are already the type of person to see black people as a as, as the enemy, as as aggressive already, if you are already on guard. Once you saw they were a person of color, then that may have caused you to act with a little bit of a different perspective. <clears throat> when you bring that openness to it, when you bring that, oh, let's let's bring that inclusion. All right, cool. Like you black, cool. That's all right. Like I'm just, I'm just trying to find out what's going on. So I saw you run the stop sign. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm not here to harm you. Like yeah. and I and even going back to, you know, <laughs> I had a run in with the law enforcement. I say going back to April. Mm -hmm. And I was heading down to North Carolina for a show. I was about two and a half hours into my drive and <laughs> got stopped by the police down in North Carolina. They said we have very strict traffic laws going down there. But mm -hmm. at the time, I don't think that that was the case. It was, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, a little bit of aroma coming from my car. I was into some different activities at the time. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and even going to a situation like that where most people would be sweating most people was like, shit, uh, oh, what am I going to do? What am I, you know? And I'm, I'm thankful, even my girl, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't thinking at the time. I always think it's me before I think it's black. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So <laughs> he, he going to come talk to me. We're going to have this conversation. Whatever happens, happens. Um, I'm not thinking, oh, my God, this could possibly be my last day on earth, even though I know it can be. It's a great possibility. Mm -hmm. But I'm always like, cool, well, let's. Let's have this conversation. So they came to the window and they talked and, you know, I, I went, <laughs> funny story, I went and sat in the front seat of the squad car. He was like, come back to the car. We sat in the front seat and talked. <laughs> I was asking questions because he had a scratchy throat. I said, man, what's going on with your throat? He said, man, you know, I drank some tea and some honey before, you know, so I got to get my throat right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, man, I understand that. Man. I was drinking tea and honey before the show, bro. I really was. But, you know what I'm saying? We talked about it. We got everything all hashed out and everything went smoothly. Yeah. Even though in a situation like that, it, I know for a fact it could have went the other way. Yeah. And... Even I got my ass chewed out by my girl at the time. She's like, you're a black man in America. Mm. How could you not call me? Why could you not? Why weren't you Why? Why weren't you thinking like that? I'm mm. Listen, because I'm always thinking of me yeah. before I'm thinking of black. Yeah. Like, I know because I'm black, in some people's eyes, I can be targeted. Yeah. I know in some people's eyes, there can be this negative stigma, this negative bias towards me. But I know as an individual... I'm open, I'm kind, I'm genuine, I'm, I'm ready to see what's going on. Like, listen, I understand that, you know, there might be some things going on. And, yeah. hey, listen, <laughs> I, I may not have been in the right right here. Yeah. I understand that. So, cool, let's talk yeah. about it. Let's see if we can get things, like but, I said, hashed out in the quickest, most efficient yeah. way. And then just have everything go right. But the beautiful part is about the story is that it was handled great on either end, yours right. and his. Like, you put yourself out there to be like... You know, in case that cop does have some kind of stigma already against me because of my color, or whatever. Right. I'm gonna let him know that 
I'm chill. You know, I understand, you know, I fucked up. But, like, I'm not going to make your life any harder. Like, it's my fault. You know? right. We in this predicament. Not because right. of anything else but me. And once a cop sees that, generally speaking, it, you know, like, people don't get the relief we get when we see somebody that's, like, chill. Right. And it's like, you know, yeah, man, I messed up. It is what it is. And you can crack a joke. And I'm not saying be funny to get out of a ticket. But be funny because this cop is already somewhat nervous. I don't care how long he's been in, in, in law enforcement. He's still type nervous because this can go either way. Right. Because not because of your color, but because there have been a lot of times where a cop walk up to a, a window and the next thing you know, he's staring down a barrel of a gun. Right. Because this person decided to say, fuck it. It's my last day. I'm not going back to jail. Right. And that's what creates already a tension enough between two people. Because you're... Because people typically think, okay, I'm a black man driving. I'm I'm nervous as fuck. Right. And then this cop's like, hey, I don't know who this is, how this is going to go. So my, my senses are heightened. Right. So you guys are feeding off each other. He's a little nervous because you're nervous. But he doesn't know why you're nervous, typically speaking. Right. And you're just nervous because it's the cops and you're black. So if, if people would really just... Not think like you say. You think about you as an individual before, like it's become a black thing. Like that's right. good. Just be like, am I gonna get in trouble because I did something stupid, or my, you know, or is this all because I'm black? Right. Um, and then there are times where people are sectioned out or or picked out of a crowd um, because they are black, and it's right. unfortunate. I hate to see it. Right. And because like that, that paints a on my back. I didn't do nothing to deserve this hate. Right. I don't. <laughs> like you know, I don't rock with these racist people. I really don't. Right. So I'm trying to go out of my way to show people like I don't care. I can work in any community that I want to. Right. Um, and to go back to to your original point of um, or your original question um, of how things have changed, I've seen people that I was close with growing up um, that were I consider friends past high school mm-hmm. flip a switch on me like that. Really? One when I became some when I joined some people that I was like you know what you know I can live without just a friend on right he was kind of like a, right. like a post here and there on Facebook right and then other people that I was like cool with when everything happened last year and it's like like man it's like, you know what's crazy bro I was like you've known me for how long how long have you known me and it's like do you think I would do something like that because we've interacted in between the time I came a cop and today right and I, I've always been the same person. Like you, I haven't seen you since pretty much as I joined law enforcement. Yeah, this is this is actually the first time we've chilled yeah. since you joined law yeah. enforcement. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, um, so it's like, why would you sanction me to be that person? But I will be an asshole to sanction you with a specific group of people because of what you do for work or how you dress or how right. you look. That makes right. me the asshole. So it's like, and people flipping it, it hurts. It's like really, like, it's like why flip that switch now? Yeah, like. You know what I'm saying? It's because, honestly, people made what happened last year. They wanted to hop on a trend, so they didn't feel like... They didn't want to feel guilty for not feeling guilty for what happened. Well, even well, even if I know you as a person, like, if... if it's different if I met you as Officer Bell and then got to learn you. Yeah. And I was like, cool, I didn't, I didn't know you before, but you seem pretty cool and all shit. Yeah. It's like, I knew you before you stepped into this... This, this new job of yours, this new role of yours. So right. it's like, you know, just because you, all right, so I'm going to become an officer now. That don't mean you switched up your mentality. That don't mean you became a different person. Like, yeah. you were still genuine. You still open. You still had that sense of humor. You still probably a goofy motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you feel me? Like, I you, keep you, that shit at work. Like, I exactly. You're still the same person. Be uncomfortable. So it's like, to, yeah. to flip that switch really is just, yeah. I don't... Uh, 
I, I've, I've seen it happen before yeah. with with other people, but to me, it just it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It just you know I'm, I'm gonna keep it the whole I'm gonna keep it a whole hundred with you, just like I kept it with you before. Yeah. Like, what's the point of switching now? Like, yeah. another big thing too is that people think that it's a that us as cops are like robots we right. turn on cop mode we turn off cop mode that we right. don't have natural human inter, um, feelings and emotions when dealing with something whether it be where you grew up maybe it's something that happened when you were a kid and we don't act on that sometimes right. we, we, we're trained only with so much to turn that off and the training only becomes better throughout just time that you work and getting right. to it you know what i mean so even like you know going like to to a to a sports standpoint it's like um it's hard like you see some of these like football players basketball players like they it, they, they don't always just turn off football mode right. you know, they go they're going to talk their shit and some of them based on where they grew up and with how it is and everybody wants them to turn off football mode they want to like oh good defense oh good sack good job high five smack on the butt no nah, it's going to be in your face i'm gonna talk shit and then there is a point where it's just too much right and people got to respect understand that we we know that there's a there's a limit and of course our margin for error is super super small for that and um we try our best to take it out but sometimes that that area where where we grew up in our understanding can maybe talk this person off a ledge right or maybe interact so you can get this young kid off the street doing the dumb shit he's doing right and i'm 100 percent with kids especially like if i see you know, a 15-year-old out here want to bang in the shit. I'm like, what's that going to get you, bro? Right. I was like, you're going to be either six feet or you're going to be in this jail with me. Right. And that, where's that going to get you, bro? I was like, you love your parents, right? And they're like, yeah. Most of the time they say, yeah. I'm like, just find something to do. It ain't got to be rapping or fucking sports because everybody right. think that's all motherfuckers in the hood got to do to get out the hood. Right. And it's sad that that's most of what they do is music or sports to get out the hood and that's it sucks right i was like find something you like to do what do you like to do and don't say basketball football or rap like what do you like to do like what's something behind closed doors you like to do and you know you'd be amazed what they say they like to do whether it's draw whether it's maybe just not as writing stories rather than music mm -hmm. maybe it's acting who who the fuck knows i'm like right. find something different stand out fuck what they doing and you see what these guys are doing you know you got 15-year-olds out here rolling with 26-year-olds out here doing licks and shit. I'm like, why? Yep. You don't get that kid killed. Mm -hmm. And they don't care. And that's, you got to have that, that big homie mentality. Like, if you're, if you're yeah. an older dude, like I said, you you might have been in it before. Like, why why bring in the youth? Yeah. I, I, I understand They, they only care about you when it affects their pockets. That's right. It. But the second right. the bullets are flying, odds are they might because you with them. They're not going to put you on their shoulder and, like, you know, get out out of out of situation. Mm -hmm. They gonna tell you to keep up while I'm leaving. That's yeah. it. They don't care about you. That's bro. why I was like, you gotta you gotta talk your little homies through situations like that. Yo, like yo, yeah. this ain't the path you want to go down. Like, if this if this what you want to do, cool, I understand it. But like, don't follow me because you see me doing it. Yeah. Don't necessarily do the things that you see me doing. Like, don't yeah. don't fuck up the way I fucked up. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's kind of how right. I see it. And it's like even going back to your robotic cop theory. Yeah. Like. I can honestly say that any traffic stop I've had, now I can't speak for anybody else but myself, mm -hmm. I can tell you is when you come up to my window and I'm like, you know, I'm talking my shit, hey, what's going on with you, man? You know what I'm saying? We just sitting yeah. back having a conversation. It's the relief that comes across their face and it's the That's relief it. that you see in the body language like, okay, so yeah. 
he ain't too tense. Like we just no. sitting here, we're gonna have a conversation about what's going on. Like, and that's why I said, even when the officer came into my window on the drive to North Carolina, like, hey, what's going on with you, man? He was very forward with, hey, how you doing, Mr. Brown? Like I said, uh, uh, my name is Officer such and such. I give you my badge number if you need it. I know it's a lot of things going on in the media today. Listen, I don't want nothing that's gonna go on that's gonna get you thrown in jail. I don't want you to have no ticket. I don't want you to have no. Let's just, let's just talk about a couple things. Yeah. Uh, and that's and that's exactly what we did. Like I was like, cool. Like I said, we had a real interesting, a real in-depth conversation. Got to know him as a person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even got a chance to know me. Got a chance. He ended up looking into my music. You know what I'm saying? We ended up talking about the See? shows and all that stuff like <laughs> that. Like it was. It was very different and very unique than mm -hmm. the average of what you see. And that's why, like I said, even as a person, I honestly like, police are people too. Yeah. Like, police are people too. They still, you know, I have a job to do, but if you're not a confrontational person, if you're not somebody that's really you know, I'm I'm not acting suspicious, looking over my shoulder. Like, mm. listen, I'm not <laughs> I'm not making no sudden moves. I can tell you that much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just let's let's talk about it. Like, let's yeah. let, let's talk about what's going on here. All right, cool. Why you stop me? Yep. All right, cool. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, this is kind of what's happening. Like, this is let's let's have a real conversation about it. And then you'd be surprised. Like I, I like I said, I, I haven't really met too many robotic cops in my life. You know, knock on wood. Yeah. I hope I never meet one, but yeah. it's when you act genuine towards them. Like I said, I always got energy, always got intensity to yeah, bring to yeah, the table anyways. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's when you become that genuine version of yourself and really start having a conversation, like the situation might not go the way that you think it could go. Yeah. Like that nervousness that sits in your gut, like it yeah. might flip around. Like you might go, oh, cool. I just got a ticket. I just got a warning. Like we just had yeah. a cool conversation. I always like, try to reiterate to people, like even if you don't like cops, and that's kind of stuck in your head. It's like, if you want things to just go in your favor, if you think for some fucking reason that we're just going to to kill you, mm -hmm. I'm like, if you just, if you just sit there and just be defiant and just always just like, why? I don't have to do it. Like, it's only going to create problems for yourself. If you feel like you're wrong, right. you have a court date on that ticket right. for your, that's your day to go up and you say you want to challenge it. And we always say it in the ticket writing process is that if you want to challenge it, you can go to court and do so. Right. Um, and... It's it. You see so many things where cops are just like, we had no intention of shit going sideways. I just want to just decide whether or not I'm gonna give him a ticket. I had no indicators, but this person wanted to be defiant. And then once you get to a certain point, now it's a bigger issue. Versus, I'm not saying you gotta just be oh yes man and everything. Right. If you feel like something is truly wrong, my only thing is like, you know, if, if a cop can't do his job right and he's doing you wrong. Court is the place to do it. Court right. is another third-party, unbiased area. People want probably will already say that. Oh, courthouse going to favor the police. Like courthouse will love to prove a cop they're wrong. They really do. Really? They will love to prove it. I'm not saying they're out to get. I'm, them. I, I, I haven't heard that before. Really? They're not. They're not out to get cops. Right. But the opportunity to expose them to to create a point. So because they don't want this stuff. Because one, they don't want waste time in the court. Two. Another way of community relations, like, hey, you need to make sure you know your shit before you do it, before you come in here and, pot and potentially put points on their license, imprison them, take their license, whatever the case may be. Right. Um, you have to have your shit together. So they would love to put a cop in their place if you messed up. 
and, a, and cops know that court, you have to have your shit together. You have to make sure your notes are right, your ticket's right, do you have probable cause and all this other stuff. You have to have this checklist. They know they done. can't go into court slacking. Right. But if you feel like you're wrong, and you may not be wrong, because mm -hmm. um, you just don't, you're ill-informed in the situation, mm -hmm. it's still your chance to put it forth. You know, at the end of the day, if you're right, guess what? If you if you challenge it in court, you're right, because guess what? Now you have no fines coming your way. Right. You walk out the door scot-free, and this cop is the one getting in trouble, not just from the courthouse, but from his department. And, hmm. you know, if a cop messes up, I'm, you know, hey, man, I'm sorry. Like, I'm a cop, too. Like, hey, right. you, you messed up, you know? Ain't nothing I can really say about that. Right. Um, I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, like how movies typically do where we all gain together because we're all cops and we're going to, like, you know, try to screw yeah. up everything. Nah, right. like, if you fuck up, like, damn, bro, that's tough, <laughs> you know, hopefully you, you figure it out. But it's uh, it's all about just taking a breath and just letting it go. If he wants to be an asshole, if you want to record it, albeit, it's fine. You're, you're already being recorded, too. Right. It's, it's okay. I'm not against recording. I'm just against when people try to fight me off rip because you already have this preconceived notion that I'm just out here trying to fuck you over in your day. Right. Like, I want to move on with this traffic stop just as much as you do. Trust me. Right. But I saw something. I got to do something. That's just what I signed up to do. I swore an oath. That's what we're here to do. Right. And if people would take, if they would put down their phones, turn off their TV, and just go interact with a cop, even if it's just going to say, hey, man, how you doing? Shake his hand. You will be amazed at cops that will say the same shit. Even if it's just a smile, hey, how you doing? Mm -hmm. And they continue on their day. That will change so much. Because enough people enough people do it to me, and it makes me feel great because I'm not... It, it, it takes your stress levels so far down. And you already you can probably debunk it yourself like okay i'm gonna go say hi to this cop maybe just shake his hand or give him a fist bump whatever and just tell him have a good day and that cop will tell you the same thing and you can already debunk the fact that this cop if you want to be an asshole he could have just not said nothing tell you to fuck off whatever right and then you know go from there but 90 percent of the time not, i say more than nine, i say 98 percent. i say that right there two percent of cops of the country are assholes two percent hmm. that's the number i'm putting out there because every the two departments I work with, there's one in each place I say are absolute assholes. They should be around the public. And huh. just like every profession that you can work, there's bad eggs everywhere. Absolutely. And Absolutely. You know, full circle back to my original point before that it, the margin for error is super small that you can't afford to have bad eggs. Right. Um, so I think that down in the in the down the road there should be interviewing should be a lot more tougher. Um, meaning they should really dig deeper into who you are as a person before having you as a cop. Right. Um, this person could be a straight-up guy or girl, you know, trying to be a cop. But I want to make sure that's the case even further than what some places do just because, like, I want to know if you if you might have that trigger or that um, the interaction with specific people that you don't like or bias that you already have against a community. Right. Um, cause you know, you got some cops that go into the hood that never been in the hood or grew up around it. So I don't know how you're going to interact with that. Like you, all they know is what they've seen and what they've heard. Yeah, you, you, all you do is watch shit on the news. You watch body cams, you watch music videos. You already seen the worst shit that has happened. Right. So like, I want to make sure that you are a good fit because at the end of the day, like, this bad neighborhood is still part of the community I'm protecting. Right. And you're an extension of myself if I'm, you know, a, uh, um, someone that's a superior. Right, right. So, we just just moving forward with that, man, it's it's getting better. I think there's still some next 
to, to work out, some kinks to work out, I should say. Right. Um, but um, I just think if, if, if anybody listen that is a cop or thinking about being one, only advice I can give, even my two and a half years in, the more you are yourself, people will see it before. Because if you walk up just being a super trooper from the start, people are going to see that. So if you just walk right. up and just be yourself, like how you know me is how I am with everybody out here. Right. It don't matter how. I don't care if I see them at a gas station, if I'm stopping to get something to eat or something to drink. It doesn't matter if I'm on a call doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, it, even when I was working in the jail, it's the same me every time. And you'd be amazed the amount of people that got out of jail. And I see them on the street in Rona when I was still working out there, you know, at a, at a club downtown. And they right. come dab me up. That was their off, that was the utmost opportunity to come fuck me up. Damn. But <laughs> And that and that and that is an ode to you as a person. Yeah. It was like listen. It made you- me feel great, honestly. <laughs> this dude was in there forever, you know, he understood that yeah, you in jail, I work here. There's a line to be crossed. Let's just not cross that line. Like, you know, right. we can shoot the shit if you want to. But, you know, at the end of the day, I gotta do my job. You gotta do your parts in it, man. And that's what it is. And you'd be amazed at people that, you know, people that you are arresting, you see later, and you're just like, what's up? Because like, this cop wasn't an asshole. Like, yeah, I messed up, but this cop's cool. Right. So if I see him at a 7-Eleven, I might buy him an Arizona tea. You know, my mom would skate or something. Like, who right. knows? Because <laughs> I don't have that stigma in him. Like I said, he, yeah. he wasn't an asshole toward me. And even, yeah. you are the type of person to even explain that to him. Like, listen, hey, bro, there's that line, man. I got a job to do. You got to do what you do as an inmate. Like, let's, let's not cross that line. And we're going to be good. Like, And yeah. like I said, even you, I'm not looking to cross that line. Yeah. Like, that's the yeah. thing about it. Like, that's the the the... The stigma that everybody's waiting that two percent to do is to cross that line on their own. But mm-hmm. it's like once you understand, it's like, listen, I have a line. I'm not trying to cross it. I don't want you to cross it. I want you to make it out of here good, be safe. Yeah. Hell, I don't really want to have you in here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like once you establish that, and yeah, so oh shit, Officer Bell, what's going on, man? Like yeah. to to get those dap ups, to get that respect back because you show that respect. Yeah, that's all it is, bro. And people that, you know, go, want to think about going to corrections, I'll say it is a tough world. It's a tough mindset. Right. You are stuck with these people for 12 hours. Most places are 12 hours a day. Right. You're seeing them in essentially what would be their natural habitat for um, a little while. Right. It's tough. It's, it could, it could, if you don't have a good mindset going into it, it's going to be a rough time for you. But um, inmates demand respect out of amongst other inmates and CEOs. And I'm all for it because they can make my life a living hell. Right. Um, we can make their life a living hell. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to come in here and do my job, clock out, go right. home. Because they know at the end of the day, you going home. So they already got that saltiness about it. And that's already going to be a problem. So um, same thing like out in the streets. It's like you're going to meet people. And this is a, this is really, where you really want to strive because like now you out and about. You, they can run, they can grab something, they can shoot, they can fight. It's different. And right. odds are you're not going to have backup right on you like in the jail. Right. Jail backup's right there. You know, unless you show up to somewhere like where I work, you know, if I respond as backup to somebody, dude, I'm telling you, sometimes it gets me 20 minutes. Damn. 20 minutes to get them. That's with license sirens. So that's the scary part. See, that's what you got to understand that, like, you got to... You got to move smarter because yeah, you, 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 you don't know... One, like I said, one, you don't know where your backup's coming from or how long it's going to take you. So if you're in a a fucked up situation, then I'm in this situation for the next 15, 20 minutes 
dolo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to make yeah. sure everything going straight. Like, yeah. you want to be a good person for officer safety reasons because, like, if you know you're going to need someone extra, you know, play that verbal judo. Call it, but, like, you know, just, just play it out, man. Talk your right. shit. But also, you want to be that person and be yourself and be as pleasant as possible right. from a customer service standpoint. Because in a way, we are customer service. Like, you know, we have a service to provide and some right. people need it and, you know, so on and so forth. But um, all in all, man, I think with all the other bullshit going on that is from just lack of information and mm -hmm. bad media, I love my job, bro. It's I can't see myself do nothing else. I told, I told my mom um, and some other people, like, you know, like, for some reason, I can't do the job anymore. Uh, I'll be a couch potato. <laughs> I couldn't see myself doing nothing else. Damn. The only thing else, and I really want to do, bro, is getting back. I want to start coaching football. I gave that a thought. I, mean, I did. I gave that. I gave that a thought. Because I'll tell you what, every time I watch a game, I know I'm not in a position to play ball no more. Mm -hmm. Like, legit. Mm -hmm. uh, I love to go out in the park and have some fun. That's always great. But uh, I was like, I want to get involved. I want to be under the lights again. I want to hear pads popping again. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta coach high school ball. I can't coach little whippersnappers, bro. <laughs> That's it. a difference. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a whole difference. Yep. Got to. High school's a good vibe. Um, Collegiate's too crazy. I know the coaches are absolutely insane, especially the bigger colleges. Oh, yeah. But man, oh, yeah. I, I've missed ball so much, and uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to work my way through my sheriff's office to work in school resources at the high schools and stuff. Right, right. And see if I can be on. Be a resource officer and a coach. Yeah. That'd be, a, that'd be a hell of a way to go. Be a resource officer and a coach. Because if I see you messing up in school, I'm going to wait till practice. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, I know you oh, see the TikTok, God. bro. I, oh, I'm already, I already got the outfit ready, bro. I already got the, the polo with the Under Armour Nike symbol on it. I got the hat with no top on it. The sunglasses you got the, you got with the D-line. You got the D-line starter pack. You got the handful of seats. <laughs> you got the D-line. I'm a D-line starter pack, but, you know, I, I'm a linebacker guy, so I got to run with them and the running Fair. backs. But... Just to deliver that that same ass whooping you got growing up playing. Oh yeah, it's gonna be so. Oh, big. I definitely remember. Oh, yeah. oh I, I, what? Oh lord, I definitely remember all my coaches. Oh yeah, I bro. do. But yeah, and I think the the you'll thrive as a coach, just like you'll thrive as an officer, just like you'll thrive as a person because you carry the one the one trait that's most important and that's respect. Yeah. Like I, I treat you know if I meet y'all on the street, I treat you respect. If I, you an inmate, I treat you with respect. Mm -hmm. uh, if you one of my players and you still messing up, mm -hmm. I'ma still treat you with respect. You gonna hear about it, Bob. Oh yeah, <laughs> like you gonna, you gonna hear about it, but I'ma still respect you. And I think yeah. that's the biggest trait that's gonna carry you very far in either industry you decide to go into. Cause you'll make it to the yeah. field, man. Listen, yeah, I I still dream about hearing them them pads pop and being with bro. my O-line and having a hand in the dirt and yeah. putting some ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fire fall, baby. Yeah. yeah I, I, still, I still remember. Not yeah. this. But I'm telling you, bro, you you will continue to thrive, my brother. Hell, I'm I'm happy I had the chance to have you on the show today. I really absolutely, am. Absolutely, absolutely. I can tell on your face you got a little bit off your chest there. You yeah, need, yeah. You need to talk about this a little bit. You did. There's not enough people to talk. I mean, it's nice to have a conversation one-on-one, -on -one, but since you got a nice outlet to not just me and you, whoever, we'll all listen and maybe right. we turn some heads. Maybe they like, I didn't think about that. Um, anybody who's, because I feel like in a way, people who want to get in law enforcement, mm -hmm. 
it's almost like coming out of the closet in a way. I know it's probably now today's light. I might get in trouble, but fuck it. I'm gonna say it because that's pretty much what hey, it's like. It, it, call it like you see it, my brother. Call <laughs> like, it like you see some it. people, I'm sure enough people somewhere are like, man, I really want to be a cop, but it's like all oh, my friends, like they're not gonna like me no more. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can really say is like your friends or your real friends. Once it happens, and like I told you before, I've seen some people cut me off since becoming a cop, and since you know the George Floyd shit last year. Right. And you know what? It's like you know what? They're not gonna be my friends right or die. You know, like MJ and them. Mm-hmm. You know that whole crew, Sean. Mm-hmm. They didn't change a bit. They didn't change no a reason. bit. I could become a flight attendant tomorrow, and they still gonna fuck with me. And that's and that's the kind of people you know that you need in your corner. Right. So it's all about. I say, do you, and then who sticks around? The ones that you that's that you can focus on. Right. You try to maintain 20 friends, you're going to lose about... Nah, you're going to lose... Yeah, at least about, 12 of them. Yep. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say 15. At least. You're about to lose you're 15 about 12 of them. Yep. You know, and out of that 12, eight of them are going to be like, oh, you doing that shit. And the other ones are just going to be like, you just don't talk to them more. And the real right. ones are going to reach out to you and, right. and put you on a, uh, to what you want to do, bro. Right. So, yeah, if you got... I mean, just talk to a cop, man. Just If you have some, just a question about anything. And if it's something like, hey... What is going on with my inspection, or what's 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 the legal limit on, on you know on this other stuff? Just talk to him. Even if you just see him shooting the shit, if you you know walk up to his car, be safe about it, please know. But you know, just as approach like, hey, I got a question, you know, just talk to him. Even just tell him like, hey, man, hope you have a good day. Right. Be safe, whatever. Right. It'll change. Cause that's where the community relations will change, man. I'm telling you, you just walk up to a cop, and if anybody listens to this, a cop just go up to somebody and just smile and wave. Right. You see somebody say, "Hey, buddy, how you doing? What's going on?" Hold the door open for somebody. Just be nice, cause they look at you and like, well, he's nice. Well, maybe he's nice. Maybe she's nice, and go on and so forth. So you might, you might also be opening the eyes to the officers as well, yeah. rather than them having that stigma. Like, oh, what's up? Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe everybody in here ain't too bad. You know what I'm saying? Because like, because of those tensions that have naturally now come into the picture, you now have to actively disarm yeah. those tensions. So, I right? tell you what, you meet some funny ass people on the street, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, because there's nothing like a good laugh on a stressful day. Like somebody that doesn't That's one of those people That just funny But they're not trying to be funny Right And it's not you laughing at them But they just Just how they're telling a story How they act It's just funny And it, Or they just really trying to Just make you laugh it's, it's such a relief bro So if you can just go crack Even if it's a dumb joke A dumb dad joke You might chuckle And feel like alright And then like at least You know is The pressure The stress levels It just It'll it dwindle drops. It'll yeah. dwindle And when the stress levels Of cops dwindle So does the community stress because then the cops are going to be not as on your ass about stuff that you are thinking will get you in trouble because their sense is already heightened because right. the community don't fucking like them. So they think they're going to get shot even more than before. Right. Once everything starts to dwindle down, man, it's just, it becomes a simple thing. Because at the end of the day, no matter who you hate, no, you know, this whole this whole block right here can hate me. But if one of these motherfuckers in this, in this block right here called me, I'll be here. It's, that's just what it is at the end of the day. Right. You hit me all you want, I'm still going to come when you call me. And then you're going to... I'll, you might not thank me, but deep down you're gonna be happy I showed up. Right. When we get stuff, when we get stuff handled. Um, so that's just what it is. But at the end of the day, man, this is another day. I'm gonna go back and do it this week. Short week before I go to the beach next weekend, bro. Oh hell, you about to oh, you about to have yeah. a little vacation time? Man. Yeah, had not me had a nice vacay because I'm I don't work holidays, so I was off. Okay, I'm off tomorrow. Um, so what's today? Monday. I'm off today, sorry. You see? Oh no, you good, man. Listen, your days start to run together. I understand. 
Yeah, I'm off too long. I'm starting to get complacent. Yeah, I'm starting to get complacent. Yeah. Listen, man, you're going gonna to be back out patrolling the streets, making sure the community good in no time, my brother. Yeah, it's going to be nice and hot, too, while I'm doing All right. it. Yeah, good luck with that shit. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, good, good I'm, I'm losing weight just standing around, bro. I'm just right. sweating all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just be sweating all damn day, bro. It's, it's stressful. <laughs> hey, man, that uniform look hot. It does. <laughs> it, it, it that uniform hot. look hot, like hot. like football gear. Like oh you're just sitting God. there, just yeah. It's not. It's not comfortable. I mean, it's comfortable to work, considering how much shit you gotta have on you. Right. But when you just stand around, just just doing. If it's something stupid, you just stand outside. And you just, you constantly wiping your head. Uh -huh. Constantly just. Uh -huh. Been thinking about having a, the exterior vest. You can open it up, get some airflow. But nothing better than when that calls over. You just sing your car. That AC can't crank up high enough. You just oh, yeah. take your hat off. You just sit there. It's like, oh my god. Get a chance to just whew, de escalate yourself for a minute. Yeah. I'm a winner, guy, so I'm waiting for. It. I'll bundle up. I don't care. I'll like, I can't. Nice I can't wait. I, I can't wait. Ooh. Bad thing is, winter get pushed back nowadays. So you gotta wait till the middle of December yeah. till it's gonna get cold. Now you know. You just, yeah. Fall and winter. I'm right there. See, I got too many hoodies. This thing, I, I man. You can never have too many hoodies. Can't, can't have too many. Okay, okay. And I'm hot all the time. I sit hot. I'm hot right now. Right now. I tried to tell. Listen, I didn't want to freeze you, so I tried to turn the AC at least. No, we sit here bullshitting, and it's just I'm just gonna get hot. You know, every now I gotta walk it off sometimes. Now I went to the mall yesterday, Potomac Mills, and I was just, I was just hot. Like I just. I don't like cuddling with females. I get hot. Yeah, I understand. That. I sleep with a fan on in the AC. Oh man, same here. I sleep with a fan on in the wintertime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I got unless it's just too cold. You know, if it's one of them days where like just the heat just ain't doing it too much, then you know, yeah. Fair. But it's just I can't, you know, girl, like let's cut no, I'm hot. <laughs> it ain't nothing personal. I don't care how bad you are, I'm hot. I'm hot. Please back up. Get off Please, me. Get off me. Get off me. Yes. You gonna be cool. You go warm up. Take my blanket with you. Fuck it. Take it. Take that, that with you. That nigga said, ma'am. Ma'am. Excuse me. Jeez. Excuse me. I need a buffer zone. Yes. I need a you. buffer zone. Exactly. That's when they get mad when you turn your back just to turn the other way. Like, I just need to not be in your yeah. area for a minute. Because yeah. you're you, radiating <laughs> heat, man. Yeah, you, you too exude heat. You too. <laughs> you too exude heat. Yes. And I do as well. But together we're making one <laughs> fireball. Oh my just, god. It's a yeah. it's a sweat lodge up in here, yeah. bro. I'm like, I don't wanna sweat and sleep. Yeah, I don't wanna sweat on you. Yep. I still want you to like me. So I still I need you I to still move. I still want you to like me. Yeah, you got the whole bed over here. Let's fucking move. Oh my god. It's crazy, bro. <laughs> I'm thinking I'll, I'll 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 leave it at this, bro. This is I've had one more one more thing on my mind when I'm trying to go ahead. Talk to him. Talk to him. Some something tells me that and I know I've had I talked to like one or two friends about this before. Mm -hmm. I slowly I want to get make the move into stand up. You could do it. I could. You could do it. I've been I've been trying to write stuff. I think the big thing is just writing it down. I'm more funnily in a conversation. Like I can make it happen right there. I learned I learned from a, a comedian friend of mine is you take those stories that you tell with your friends and then go, ooh, that one got a laugh. Let yeah. me see if I can turn that one into, yeah. into a joke. I got enough of them. You know who I hang out with. Uh-huh. It's not much stupid. God, yes. I love them to death, Lord. but they stupid as hell. So <laughs> it's like I can tell you a story. I can tell a story as it happened to be funny. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to turn a story in as like a joke. 
I just want to tell, I can tell a funny story anytime or something I think it'd be funny. Right. But like me, it's a difference between me telling you, but hey, let me tell you about this time. Because then I'm digging into detail, I'm building up to something, which is comedy still at the time. So. Right. But for me, it's like breaking it down into something for everybody to understand. Because I can tell a story about MJ and we already laughing because we know how MJ is or mm-hmm. Sean or whoever else. But like, they don't know that. So it's trying to yeah, pers- like help them understand from an outside Oh, yeah. you, just, you just have to set it up. You know yeah. what I mean? You'd have to set up the points about MJ yeah. that you would need them to know. Yeah. And that they would find hilarious. And then once you get that timing of that punchline, go <clears throat> your yeah. life. I'm going to tell MJ to listen to this. And he's probably not going to be too happy to show him. No, he's not going to be too happy at all. He's like, so what story you got to tell about me? So That's what story? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he talking? You exposed me on the on, 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 on on podcast? Like on, the, on the podcast? For real? You, so everybody knows that you a little goofy dude. So, I love you for 10 years, bro. He's been goofy all time, bro. Oh, my God. So, you're a little goofy dude. you a goofy That's dude, bro. Crazy. Yeah, bro. But, yeah, I listen to my uh, uh, officer of the law, mm-hmm. stand-up comedian. Oh, hold on. That's on the back burner. We're going to... Well, we gonna, we, we, we try we try and transition to the stand-up lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. We just take some... Man, go to a couple open mic nights. That's, that's what people keep telling me, you know? But I can't just, you know... It's... From this point, it's like working mall security to say I'm a cop. You know, that's where I'm at. Like, I can be funny, me and you. True. But it's Amnesty and Comedian is a bit of a stretch. That's why, listen, man, you gotta, all you're gonna have to do, just like I do on my shows, you're gonna have to go through the audiences mm-hmm. that's gonna look at you and go, get your ass off stage. Yep. And you're gonna have, it's gonna be, those, it, it's all right. You're gonna tell a couple jokes that's gonna fall flat. That in your mind, you yeah. was like, oh my God, that was my home run hitter. Yeah. Okay. Damn it. Goddamn. You gotta, you gotta go through those, those silent moments to get to the yeah. big lives. That's the, I, I hate when I tell the story and I think it's funny, and it's just like I'm on motherfucker laughing. I'm like that shit was funny. Y'all crazy. Mm-hmm. And I know and you, I, I listen to like <laughs> on my like on my ride home tonight. Uh-huh. Uh It's three, it's three hour drive. So damn. I, yeah, bro. God. Okay. It's yeah. It's it's a bit of a stretch. This ain't nothing, but. I, I love listening to podcasts, and mm-hmm. so I listen to some of my my, my favorite comedians have mm-hmm. podcasts, right? And they'll be talking about it with other comedians and how, like, you know, starting out other stuff and giving some small advice here and there, just telling funny stories. And some of the best times, like these guys are making jokes. Like it's so easy for them to make jokes. That would be funny in a special or one of your one of your mm-hmm. one of your shows. But he's just saying it because just one of those funny dudes is like he can just make jokes nonstop. When you just start riffing, yeah, he just, just riffing yep. and it's going back and forth. I'm like, damn. So I'm I want to get into it. It's just a matter of biting down on like, hey, you're not gonna get a laugh every time you stand up there. Because I'll tell a story just to my friends and my mom. I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I gotta try to twist it to like. Just see, get a reaction. See if I can get the laugh. Yeah, see if I get a little Turn bit. Turn up a little. Yeah. That's what I see myself doing. I was like, here it is. I'm like, there's no reaction. Maybe if I do something with my face or how I say it, then maybe she'll laugh and she does a grin like, bam, punchline. Yep, and then is. see if we can get it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's some head towards. So we're going to put, I want. I would like to be in it if it takes off. If not, we'll see what happens. But I like to just do it for the sake of doing it because I love give stand-up it, so much. Give it a shot, man. It, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie and tell you that I haven't thought about it when I have. You could, bro. I, I, I have. you do the same riffing on the show. I, where you just... <laughs> Like when you was talking about one of your older shows, you were saying you was going, you a full zombie. That shit I, had me fucking. He's a, I'm a zombie. I'm fine. I'm full. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I just be talking to myself, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. know. I don't know who listen. I just be talking to myself, man. You. But you. it's, it's, you know, I was saying same way of getting on stage. Like I do my shows. I know for a fact. Like 
I may have some dope ass music that I think is dope, but maybe the crowd ain't rocking with it. I might go out one night and it ain't no crowd. It's about three people, four yeah. people in the audience trying to listen to me. Like it's just to get out there. Like I said, if you want to be a stand-up comedian, shit, treat it like a craft. Like yeah. you, you got the job already, down pat, officer, law, top flight. Now you just gotta take it to the stage. And it's yeah. like, man, this is my craft. That's how I like to do. I like telling jokes. Man. So now it's, you gotta start checking off the ones that ain't funny <laughs> and knowing which ones is. It's like yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I gotta start to do, but I think you can do it. Yeah. I'm I still do. I'm still new in this in this in this uh, line of work. This is my primary, this is my this is what pays the bills. Right. This has been this has been the dream since high school. Right. So we, I'm gonna pursue that. I still got a shit ton to learn. Um, I'm just now switching to a different side of law enforcement. I was in I was in the jail first. Now I'm on the road now. Okay. So we uh, it's switching up. I got a lot to learn in due time. To get the culture thing down. Right. Get a stand because I'm trying to retire. I'm trying to get as much bread as possible so I can stop working. I understand. You know, I love my job. I'd rather not do it. Under, understand, <laughs> man. Listen, understand, understand. Yeah, but, uh, that's, that's, that's the point of my life, yeah, transitioning yeah. to, too, goddamn, yeah. man. Man, listen, I, I, listen, even now, like I said, because I don't know boxes no more, I'm a little antsy right now. Mm-hmm. I, ain't gotta, I ain't got a clock in, but yeah. I'd be damned if I'm not like, okay, let me go find me something that I got a clock into so I can just yeah. make this check real fast. Guaranteed like, money, yeah. Antsy. Yeah. Antsy yeah. is hell, my brother. Hell yeah. So I understand where you're coming from. But... It has been wonderful having you on the Absolutely, show. I'm, I'm glad you stopped by. Hell yeah, man. I'm glad you got some relief <laughs> off your chest. I know they can't wait to hear you on the stage. If y'all see Officer Bell, with, with Officer Christian Bell on stage tonight, yeah. y'all better get your tickets. <laughs> get your tickets. Come yeah. see him. Open mic nights. I don't know where he going to be at. We might discuss that later in the future. When you get your dates. Yeah, I get my dates. I'll come back when to you, the show. We'll plug them. When you get your dates, I want I want plugs. I yeah, do. Absolutely. I want plugs. We at the Laugh House on Thursday. I want I want I want plugs. I do. Time to be at the comedy store tomorrow. So Bro, to you feel me? I'm at comics in New York. Yeah, you feel yeah. me? Like I just yeah. get your plugs right. But right now you can find me two to midnight, Bedford County, start tomorrow. Jesus Christ, two to midnight. <laughs> Ten hours, that ain't bad, but I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I'm off for a week, bro. It, it wasn't. It wasn't even the the. It was just. It was a shift. It was two to midnight. Oh, oh god, yeah, yeah, two to midnight. That's oh. where you can catch me, Bedford County, two to midnight. Um, come out there if you want to just come out, have some coffee or something. There you go. Y'all ain't making that move, but I, you know, if if you at least thought about, it, that's all I care about. You already told me it was three hours away, so I don't know. I, I hope some of my audience will make that move. Come see, you, come say what's up to you, have some coffee with you. I can't. I can't tell you how many. I can't, I can't tell you how. Uh, yeah, and that's okay. It's all right. But my brother, my brother, I appreciate you. I appreciate yeah. you coming through. I appreciate you talking to the people. I really do. I can't wait Absolutely. to hear your next stories. I hope this next year of being an officer is smoother than the years that have been. Yeah, I really do. I, I want you to be safe out there on these roads because you are my brother. You too, bro. Like, don't too. don't have your ass caught up in no shit. I come ah, find you. Ah, shit. I I come find Absolutely you. Absolutely not. They start fucking with you. I'm gonna come find you. I already put myself on the pedestal with this podcast already, so I'm trying to hold. I'm trying to hold myself to it. Listen, bro. I'm trying yeah, to tell you. Yeah. You bring that respect, that genuineness, and that yeah. legitimate love to the people. <clears throat> and man, listen, that's gonna take you further than you even know. Hell yeah, bro. So I'm proud of you, dog. I hope to talk to you soon. Good people. Yep. Thank you so much for tuning in. Y'all get ready to see my mans on stage. I can't wait to hear the stand-up <laughs> routines. Yep. But thank y'all for tuning in, man. We'll be back another week next week. 
probably next week. I set it up. Don't even worry about it. Y'all know I got it. But I love you, family. I will talk yep. to y'all very, very soon. Uh, wait, before you end it. What you got? In October. Okay. You want to set aside a show, you're going to bring Sean out here. And we're going to make it a special one. Oh, my God. We're going to get nice and set gonna, up so make the show run a little longer. It's going to be me, you, and Sean? And we we got to do it, bro. You going to put Sean back on this podcast? I'm, Sean was a whole goofball last time. Was he on? I, did I miss that one? I don't. Was it before he left, I imagine? I, I don't. Here's the thing. We recorded one, uh-huh. but he was laughing his ass off through the whole thing. <laughs> I don't we'll coach him. I don't know if we posted it or not because he okay. was just it was. Yeah. He had tears in his eyes, <laughs> <laughs> like he just. He, <laughs> after a while, it wasn't words coming yeah. out. It was just I don't know All if we right. posted that one or not. But I'm, we'll talk. I'm gonna talk to him beforehand. I'm gonna coach him up. Be like, look, let's just. Let's see if we can get some topics. I want yeah. I want Sean to be on here. Let's see if we can get him to get talk. something that he's not going to make him laugh too much. Get something serious going on. Oh, no, he's going to crack the hell up. I already know what's going to happen. I'm waiting yeah. on that. He's he, he from Brooklyn, bro. Ain't no, ain't no uh, stopping that. He's from Brooklyn, bro. He's them goofballs already. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all be on the lookout because my brother Sean supposed to come into the picture too. So yeah. oh, you said, said October? I'm coming back middle of October. That's so when I'm coming back up here. So middle of October. You said Sean come back middle of October as well too. He'll, so be, around, he'll be around the same weekend I'll be here. I don't know oh, when he gets down to the day, but he'll be there back that weekend for sure. Oh, yeah, so y'all make sure to tune back in. We're going to have Officer Bell and then my homeboy <laughs> Sean coming back because that mm-hmm. motherfucker has been overseas, overseas. Yeah, he in South Korea is where he's been. Yeah, he's coming yeah. back stateside. His next spot's going to be in Kentucky. Oh, wow. Yeah, Kansas, Kentucky, one of them, uh, one of them flyover states. Over there. Oh, yeah, that yeah. motherfucker going to take a flight in a minute. He don't give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> he, he really don't. He'll be close to New York. Yeah, he, he really, really no bullshit. <laughs> no bullshit. He's, he's yeah. A-OK. He's fine. But good people, thank y'all so much for tuning in. We'll be talking to y'all soon. Middle of October. We be back at it, but I'll be back at it sooner than that. I'll talk to y'all soon. Be safe out there, family. Peace.